Welcome to the show guys. This is Athlete Maestro and the goal with every single episode of the show is to help you break your mental and physical limitations in sports as well as come up with a strategy and a plan to achieve your sports goals. I'm your host Tola Oglebe. On today's episode guys, I want to talk to you quickly, you know, about how to train like an elite athlete, the married Bjorgen example, you know, so flashback guys to episode 781. When we looked at legendary skier, Marit Bjorgen and all the amazing things that she achieved over the course of her career, like that episode in itself, power-packed episode, one of the most listened to episodes this year alone on the podcast. Now, one of the things that I shared on that episode was how after her career was said and done, because she kept detailed records of her training, right? What happened? She gave it to researchers and PhD holders, right? Who specialize in sports performance and said, hey, I give you this, dissect it, see what you can make of it. If it can help other athletes, you know, fantastic. And of course, these guys then went into detail, dissecting the training diaries of Marit Bjorgen. They studied, right, 8,105 of her sessions. Over the course of her career, 8,105 of her sessions over a 17-year period. So if you're engaged, right, in endurance sports, any sport that requires endurance, and I feel like all sports require you to have an endurance factor. It might not be the main thing, but it requires you to have an endurance factor, then this episode will help you. Now, of course, do not forget that Mari Biogin was a skier, so she she took part in a very different sport. But you see, the whole idea is to go into her mind. What were the things, right, that she did to get to the level where she is? And of course, what you can then do is find pieces of this that may apply to you, that may apply to you so that you can take it, add it to your arsenal, add it to your training, and of course, see if it works or if it doesn't work. But at least... You're going to have an idea of how elite athletes train. That's the whole point. You're going to have an idea of how elite athletes train. It's one thing to imagine how elite athletes train. It's another thing to know for a fact how they train. And of course, that's what I want to break down for you on this episode. This episode, guys, is brought to you by my mentor performance program called Mentor Mastery. That is a program that I've created that goes deep into helping athletes understand the mental blocks that are holding you back from performing your best so that you can master the mental game in sports. Head over to athletemaestro.com forward slash mental mastery. Athletemaestro.com forward slash mental mastery to get your hands on that program. Because of course, before Mary Biogen was able to do all the things that she did, there would have been a very, very, high mental game that she deployed to help her achieve those athlete maestro.com forward slash mental martial when you have signed up for the program come back to this episode how to train like an elite athlete the married biogen example welcome to athlete maestro a podcast tailored for athlete development improvement and peak performance and now here's your host Welcome back to the show, guys. And like I said, 
this is an example of an endurance athlete so a sport that is endurance based and i feel like it will be beneficial to you so like i said in the intro guys so this um sports performance experts studied 8105 sessions so training sessions which included actual competitions and workouts so the workout were 7642 7642 while the competitions were 463 so that's what they studied and they studied this over a 17 year period over a 17 year period let me just put this into perspective Marie Bjorgen is a Norwegian cross-country skier, right? She won six Olympic gold medals. So that, just in case you're asking, like I said, go back and listen to episode 781, right? But just in case you're asking, like, who is this Marie Bjorgen person that all I was talking about? You know, why should we listen to her and all of that? This is why. Six Olympic gold medals, 18 World Championship gold medals, 110 World Cup victories. That is what she was able to achieve over the course of her career so more or less like this is more or less like an expose so to speak you know trying to peek behind the scenes of a training especially because she was so open about it and of course what she was able to do first lesson guys on how to train like an elite athlete is that you have to train a lot you have to train a lot now that might appear to be common sense that might appear to be you know a a non-starter of a question but you see if you ask yourself as an athlete how long is it that you train how long is it that you train now let's break this down to to get a full perspective that's why it's the Mary Bjorgen example now over the course of those 17 years Mary Bjorgen trained for 13,600 hours 13,600 hours that is an average training volume of 70 hours every month and 15 hours every week 15 hours every single week so even if you look at it from the perspective of there are seven days in a week that's on average you're looking at over two hours every single day i've shared this example with you of michael phelps guys where in the build-up to the athens olympic games he trained every day for four years every day he was in the pool missed birthdays family engagements you name it he missed it all because he was working and he was training so you see when you want to train or when you want to achieve like an elite athlete you have to train a lot you have to train a lot there's no there's no two ways about it but when you now look at it and you break it down further am i saying hey you should just train 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 no one of the other things that helped marie viokin was that she built up a capacity to train so she didn't just get to the point at the beginning of her career where she was training 15 hours a week. No, no, no. That's not that's not how it happened, right? So maybe at the start, she was training five hours a week. Then she began to increase. In fact, let's use her own example from this her training diary. So she went from around 500 hours per year of training when she was a young racer to around 700 hours, right? At the time, she won a first gold medal at the age of 23 right so when she was young maybe in her teenage years you know maybe uh, late teens 18 19 there about 500 hours per year is what she was training just before around the time she won her first gold medal at the olympics she had opted to 700 hours after she won her gold medal at the olympics she then increased the training to 940 hours a year 
right during our most successful years between the ages of 30 to 35 just look at the expose into this woman look at the expose guys into this woman so the first thing is you have to train a lot i don't think that that is something that can be negotiable so to speak and say you know you don't really like training you have to train a lot except you have major injury complications that don't allow you train maybe that's when you can get away with it but even at that if that is how you have been all your career you're not going to be a great athlete training does not lie the time that you put into your craft does not lie so first thing is you have to train a lot like there's no rocket science behind it there's there's not you have to train a lot now in training a lot and committing those hours you have to build up your training so for example you're listening to me now you're 16 you're 17 you know nobody is saying that you should just start training 1000 hours right for the year so you know in a week you're training 25 hours every week no 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 you build up your capacity to train that is the lesson from married biogen so that's the first one number two guys now is that you need to find the right balance to your training in terms of endurance training strength training speed training and technique so of course if your sport is not a sport that is heavy on speed then of course the technique replaces the speed aspect for Marie biogen right most of her workout time 91 percent of it or let's just say 850 hours on average was spent in endurance eight percent of her training was strength training and just one percent of her time was spent in speed training look at that breakdown and that's because they had identified that cross-country skiing was more of an endurance sport right if i can outlast you then i can beat you your speed is no good over a distance that we're covering you know it's just like usain bolt now saying because he's the fastest man in the world he wants to run a marathon different set of skills the 100 meters you need to power out of the blocks you need to achieve maximum speed in such a short amount of time you know so by the time you're getting to 60 70 meters you need to have achieved your maximum speed ever that's how it works so it's purely based on speed so for someone like that more of their training is going to be spent on strength and speed because you need the strength to sustain the speed when you get to that maximum angle so you're not going to see someone like usain bolt doing a lot of endurance is he going to do endurance training maybe maybe i should open up uh, um, a series on the podcast where we, we dive deep into the trainings of this athlete send me a mail guys if this is something you'd want to hear at least that's how i know that you're listening to this episode send me a mail tola at athletemaestro.com would you want to know or would you want me to be doing deep dives like i'm doing now with marit biogen into the career of some of this into the training methods rather of some of these elite athletes is this something you like is this something you would be interested in so for someone like usain bolt right he would have been doing less endurance more strength and speed for Mary Biogen, she was doing more endurance, less strength, and even less speed. So 91% of her training time was spent on endurance. 8% was spent on strength, and 1% of her time was spent on speed training. And that's why, or that explains why she was able to outlast, right? A lot of these people you see the the difference right the the when you're dividing all of this training between those different intensities you know it's very very important like i broke down 
with the 100 meters that you identify which one your sport needs more which one your sport needs more one of the guys who you know was doing this study and of course it was one of the guys who handled this expose he said look both cross country skiing training and competitions involved varied terrains and the use of different techniques including large fluctuations in speed and a varying load on the upper and lower body skiers also have to train differently in the summer by running roller skiing and cycling because there's no snow that makes a cross country skiers training a sophisticated puzzle of training sessions of different forms intensities and organization so basically what he's saying is what i just explained that depending on the sport that you play how you break it down how you divide and dissect it it depends on what that particular sport needs so you have to find a balance guys you have to find a balance between endurance strength speed technique training. now of course don't forget that all of this is as it relates to the physical body right as it relates to the physical body so that's number two now number three guys is that you need to find the right mix between high intensity and low intensity high intensity and low intensity and i'll give you a perfect example of this now for any any sport that has seasons especially the team sports so football basketball now for football the seasons are on break now most of the leagues are done and dusted you know maybe there are a few matches or competitions that are still being played but most of the leagues at least as of the time you're listening to this is done it's finished right now what you would see is that a lot of these athletes have gone on holiday they're with their family they're you know they're relaxing they're they're taking it easy and and things like that what you would see right with a lot many of all these teams is that the minute the players come back at the beginning of july or thereabout and are ready for the season there's going to be a lot of high intensity endurance training so more or less working on their fitness now here's the logic behind this you see when the season is in full flow you can't do a lot of high intensity your players are going to get injured so you do a lot of the intensity at the beginning of the season when you get into the season proper that's when you mix it up so you then begin to do a little bit of high little bit of low and then you mix it you see for marie bjorgen right the intensity of her training also varied the intensity of a training also varied now one of the things that she did during the period so that 17 year period that researchers focused on right bjorgen trained 76 percent of her endurance training sessions were at low intensity right they were at low intensity and when we say low intensity what exactly do we mean it means that what is the range that you are getting to your maximal heart rate so you know you know those times when you run and you're literally dead tired like it's like your your heart wants to pump out of your chest you've got in there right and that's why you see with the 100 meters runners the minute they are done the minute they are done you see them taking heavy deep breaths heavy deep breaths but for many of the longer distance runners the 800 meters guys and all of that if they sprint right towards the end so that's the main competition where medals are at stake and all of that is they sprint towards the end that's the only time they breathe fast so that's what we mean by high intensity where you're getting to the peak of your maximal high i am heart rate right so for marie bjorgen 76 percent of her endurance training was at low intensity was had low intensity so she was getting to let's say maybe between 60 
and 80% of our maximal heart rate. Eight Between 60 to 80% of our maximal heart rate. So it meant that the remaining, right, 24% of our training was then in high intensity, which was maxing out, getting to that peak of our maximal high rate, I am heart rate. So it's very important, guys, that you find a mix between high intensity and low intensity. And guys, this is where coaching comes in. I, as your mental performance coach, I cannot tell you that you should focus on high intensity. You should focus on low intensity. This is where your coach comes in and helps you understand. Because don't forget, they're trying to get you to the peak of your ability, to the peak of your powers. And this is one of the ways that they are going to do this. This is one of the ways they are going to do it. For Marie Bjorgen, 4% of her low-intensity sessions were under 50 minutes. So now, they now begin to apply time to it. We're under 50 minutes long, while 42% were between 50 to 90 minutes and 23% were more than 150 minutes long. So it's not about going out there. You say, I train for 10 hours. I train for 5 hours. I train for one full day. No, 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 no. How are you breaking it down between endurance, strength, speed, technique how are you breaking it down then how are you breaking it down between high intensity and low intensity if you are doing a lot of high intensity you can't do that for two hours even for three hours where are you going to find the power where are you going to get the strength right you're not going to be able to do it and of course that's why a lot of people introduce all these high intensity trainings now like um um shanti forgotten the name of this is exercise routine they're beginning to introduce all of that but for Marie Biogin, this was how she broke it down, right? Another 70% of that endurance training. Remember, when we talked about endurance training, more of our training sessions were endurance-based. When we looked at number two, more of our training sessions were endurance-based because that was what she prioritized. 91% was endurance. So out of that um, 91% of endurance, 76% of it was at low intensity. She then broke that down. 4% under 50 minutes training 42% were between 50 and 90 minutes. 23% were more than 150 minutes long. Then another 70%, uh, 7% rather, of our endurance training was at moderate intensity. So between high intensity and low intensity. You see, you need to find that mix before you know what works for you. You need to find the mix to know what works for you. You cannot do completely low intensity training or completely high intensity training. There has to be a perfect blend. Now, you're seeing, you're getting an expose that these elite athletes, they don't just go out and train. Just train for the sake of training. Oh, because today is training day, let's just go and train. No, no, no. What are we working on? How are we breaking it down, right? These are the key things that you need to understand. Number four, so that's number three. Number four now is that you need to maintain a healthy diet and body weight. You need to maintain a very healthy diet and body weight. This was what Marie Biogen also did as part of her training. It was one of the aspects of her success, right? That the experts, so the experts who were studying a training log, right? That was what was able to help her, right? Also succeed a lot in what she did. Now, she was 167 meters tall. And of course, she ensured that she kept her weight around 65 kg. She was 167 meters tall. She kept her weight around 65 kg. She would not have been able to do that, guys, 
if she didn't have a healthy diet if she wasn't eating the right foods and of course the experts say look it can be tempting for athletes from all disciplines to want to improve their performance by losing weight or keeping their weight extremely low but that's that's not a prescription for long-term success he said merit shows that you should be able to perform at top level and still be healthy being a professional athlete is extremely demanding and you can debate how healthy it is to continually be pushing your body to its limit but she's an example that it is possible we see this as well guys with the mixed martial artists you know where you know yes maybe their natural body weight when they're moving around normally is maybe you know 70 kg right but their fighting weight is about 55 kg right because they want to ensure that they are maximizing the output of their body that's the whole idea maximizing the output of their body so they drop down in weight the minute they make weight for the fight you know the recent fight between justin gaethje and uh, charles Oliveira. now it was fought at uh, 155 pounds so which is you know give or take you know almost 70 kg if i am not mistaken right and after he weighed in at 155 pounds within a few hours he had ballooned in weight he had gained 10 pounds he was now 165 I'm sure by the time fight night came around, it was about 175 pounds. So that's about 20 pounds between weigh-in and fight, which is just what? A few hours be- between each other. You see, it's very important that you maintain a healthy diet and body weight. So for you now that you're listening, you want to train like an elite athlete, what's your diet like? Are you eating all foods that come your way? Now look, I know that you might not be able to afford a dietitian and things like that, but at least you're asking questions. You're investigating. This food that I want to eat, how is it going to help my performance? How is it going to help my weight? Are you even checking your weight to know what you constantly weigh? To know whether you're in the range or you're not in the range? What is working? What is not working? These are the questions, guys, that you have to be asking. Of course, the final number five way to train like an elite athlete is that you need to track your training. Everything that I've shared with you today, guys, it would not have been possible if Mary Biogin did not keep a training diary. As detailed as she kept it. She kept a detailed training diary for 17 years. 17 years she kept a detailed training diary. And that's how we're able to study this. And that's how we're able to break it down. Because I see the athlete who is saying, Oh yes, Tola, it's amazing for you to talk about all of this. You know, and all of that. But what if it doesn't work for me? How would I know if it works for me? And all of that. The way that you would know if it works for you or it doesn't work for you. Is to track your training. Track your training that's how you know if you work this is what i did last month this is what i did last season this is what i did last week have i improved have i not improved is it working for me is it making me better that is how mari biogin was able to do it because she tracked they balanced it they mixed it up okay high intensity doesn't look to be working let's switch to low low intensity doesn't seem to be working we switch to high the five ways guys to train like an elite athlete number one train a lot and I explained what that is. Find the right balance, guys, to your training. Endurance, speed, strength, technique. Mix high intensity and low intensity. Make or maintain. Maintain a healthy diet and a healthy body weight. And of course, final one, track your training. Track your training. Athlete Marshall, guys, check out the website, guys. There's so many other free and paid resources for you. Where, of course, you would ensure that you are getting the tools you need to break your mental and physical limitations in sports so that you can achieve your sports goals, so that you can come up with the right strategy, so that you can be on the right path. Athlete, maestro.com. And of course, you want to ensure that your mental game 
is similar to the likes or is as strong as the likes of Mary Bjorgen, then you want to sign up for Mental Mastery. Athletemaestro.com forward slash Mental Mastery. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, you haven't left us a rating and review, what are you waiting for? What your rating and review does is that it helps other athletes find the podcast, know that it's a worthwhile resource they can use to chase their goals in sports. Athletemaestro.com forward slash subscribe if you have any questions guys whatsoever send me a mail tola at athletemaestro.com tola at athletemaestro.com i'll catch you guys on the next episode of the show remember knowing it's not enough you must apply willing is not enough you must do i want you to go out there i want you to start training like an elite athlete i want you to go out there and i want you to be a maestro today and every single day